0: And cue music. I don't know how many of you have heard, but there's a flesh-eating virus going around. Yeah, it's called music.
1: We're rolling. Another episode. Another week, another couple weeks down the drain. In the books, however you want to look Mm -hmm. at it. Whole handful of uh, albums Down the hatch. to discuss. Yeah. So uh, tonight, Andy and I are going to be going to see Kiss, the one and the fucking only. Yeah. Um. Pretty excited about that. So I don't know. Hopefully we can stay on topic here and not get too excited and start spazzing out, kicking yeah. out for the Kiss show. So. Start doing
0: bad Paul Stanley impressions. Yeah, that might. That's <laughs> bound to happen.
1: We are drinking. This isn't a sober episode by any means. We might start painting each other's faces mid-episode. I'm not sure. might get weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. I don't know. What's up, Andy? What's been going on? Um,
0: I don't know. Just getting ready for Kiss, man. But then trying to fit all this stuff in. and Trying no, to work man. and have a life.
1: We did have a lot. This yeah. Week. This last couple weeks, yeah. So. I feel you, man. It's hard. Yeah. It's a lot of work sometimes. Not really. I mean, all we got to do is listen to fucking albums that we were going to probably yeah. listen to anyhow. Some that we wouldn't have.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it is kind of hard, because you can listen to stuff in your car, but then you yeah, might not stick, so you got to yeah. kind of pay attention to it so you can write some notes, I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean, two weeks' time, it's kind of hard to digest everything enough to just come in here and not take notes and just come in here off memory and be like oh yeah I memorized all five do we actually what do we have like six albums this yeah. time don't we We kind of have a heavy load so
0: yeah and I noticed something I've said before where it seems like before in the past we'll have like one album the first week and then the second week like right um, we usually record on Sundays well that Friday we'll get hit with like three or four albums and gotta like cram them in Right. now this one was finally the opposite where we had like five or six like two weeks ago right. and then just one the other day but it's almost like I almost had too long to sit with it
1: I feel yeah like. I didn't really overdo it there was only one I mean I listened to a few of them multiple times well I've listened yeah. to all of them multiple times I should say more than once um, I think there was one of them that <laughs> I couldn't make it through the fucker the first time I had to just shut it off because I was like dude I'm not going to listen to this until um, I have to Really? I'm, I'm kinda kind of, of curious know, to find
0: out what that one is.
1: Yeah, we'll get to it. I'll get to it, I guess, when uh, okay. when we get to that specific album. But since we got so many to go through, um,
0: yeah, I'm like not sure it's... that there was any
1: really yeah. music news to discuss outside of these albums this week, anyhow, so... Yeah, not too much. But like, I guess the rundown
0: of all the albums, I've got uh, John Moreland, Richard Marks... Green Day, Stone Temple Pilots, Cadillac 3, all from the previous week, and then um, there's Richie Kotzen, but I didn't even get a chance
1: to uh, get to that at all. Yeah, I mean, a 50-song album. Yeah. I didn't actually ever finish the whole thing. I mean, it's, I guess just to touch on it generically, I made it probably halfway through it, and it's like not bad, but nothing, like his band plays their asses off on it. I mean, they're all badasses. (laughs) You know, we all know that. We know Richie Kotzen and the caliber of guitar player that he is, and he's a killer singer. So it's like everything sounded good, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like, there wasn't one song where I was like, oh, fuck, this is a great song. I felt like they all were just kind of, like, forgettable. Hmm. Like, I just didn't – I moved from one to the other. I listened to, like, 20 songs in the first sitting and couldn't have told you one – fucking thing i just heard you know mm. like i don't remember one title i don't remember one hook i don't <laughs> so kind of bummed me out in that regard
0: so he almost kind of spread himself two things
1: instead of just yeah, sticking to like a concise i think it was just like hey i'm gonna be 50 wouldn't it be cool if i did something completely fucking ridiculous and made mm. a 50 song album for my 50th birthday mm. i think that that was like the idea and uh I mean, I'm not saying it was a flop. It's by no means bad. It's just kinda like, God damn, dude, like how do you want me to digest this? Yeah. Maybe by the end of this year I'll be like, Man, that was really brilliant. There's a lot of great songs on there. But at a first listen I didn't get too too attached to it. And I really liked his last few albums he put out. I thought actually Cannibals was awesome. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head yeah. and I liked it. I mean the other I guess there was one, what was the one? God, I can't remember. Salt of the Earth or something like that. That one was pretty good. I think that was the one after Cannibals.
0: He almost kind of seems like Trent Reznor, where he's just like, "Hey, here's an album." Yeah, because just it was like that Cannibals thing. I didn't even know anything about it, and then it was yeah, like, it was weird. Out.
1: And it came out the same year as that second Winery Dogs album, and the Winery Dogs album got all the attention. And I didn't even yeah. like that album. Like, I thought the first Winery Dogs album was way better. That second one, I just was not into it at all. And I thought his solo record blew the freaking winery dogs how I'm out of the water I thought cannibals was a really cool record probably his last like really great one where I listened to it was like fuck this is awesome you know but but yeah man so there's my quick take on on that record I think Um, I only
0: listened to the first like two or three songs just when I was I think I was making coffee or something it was, like, yeah. morning routine stuff. I was like,
1: all right, I'll listen to this, just check it out. But I right. never got a chance to go back to it. Hey, Alexa, give me ten-second snippets of all 50 fucking songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how to, like, try to just browse through that one real quickly. That's not... That's like an entire evening mm-hmm. you got to dedicate to listening to one record.
0: Oh, hey, one <clears throat> thing,
1: though. Before,
0: I guess, we were talking about uh, Kiss and probably getting <laughs> sidetracked, I... I just thought of something I'd ask you just to throw it out there yeah. to get kinda hyped up. Speaking for the of show. sidetrack, fuck this yeah. agenda. Let's just Yeah, like Um, we can get to it now before right. we no, get to it later. Fun. What's your favorite album
1: from uh the non makeup era? The non makeup era? Yeah. Man, probably revenge, just because Yeah, I would say revenge, and I think because like I was probably twelve when that came out, so it, it was like when I was really getting into music a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of into music and stuff. You know, obviously when I was younger, I had some different cassettes and stuff, but I remember that coming out, and I had heard some of the classic Kiss stuff, but even at that point in my life, not a lot. Like I wasn't a KISS fan other than being, like, this kid that discovered my dad had a copy of Destroyer <laughs> on vinyl, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the fucking evilest-looking record I've ever seen in my life. Because when you're a little kid, that shit kind of does strike a nerve a little differently. Like, it just, like, it's legit, you know? You hear, yeah. like, I don't know, when we were kids, people always talked about, like, metal being satanic and stuff, and, like... Yeah, like Ozzy Osbourne, obviously. Yeah, when you're a kid, you're just like, God, like... That shit seems real, you know? Like, yeah. These guys are fucking evil, you know? <laughs> but so other than hearing, like, rock and roll all night and a few, you know, your few, uh, you know, basics, your standards, I hadn't heard a lot of KISS until I was probably, like, like, 12, 13 years old, really getting into music and listening to stuff like that. And then, yeah, Revenge came out, and I remember they played on, like, the Dick Clark... Rocking New Year's thing. Oh, really? They played. Uh, I want to say they played. I just wanna, and um, rock and roll all night. And I remember the I just wanna video premiering like on MTV, like on Headbangers Ball too and stuff. And I, I bought that album because I really liked that song. I heard that song. I just wanna. And being twelve, thirteen, whatever I was at the time, and being a stupid ass, like you're just into you know dumb shit really kind of get you off, so to speak. <laughs> and so the whole, like, insinuation of the I just want to fuck thing was like, oh, that's yeah. great, you know? I thought it was so cool. And really, like, now in hindsight, it's like, ah, what a fucking moron. But, hey yeah. Man, I like that song. No, but I bought but, that album, and yeah. I fucking loved it. I remember just being like, God, this is so good. And I think, like, I had bought maybe... I think the first Kiss album I ever bought was Dressed to Kill. I bought that and uh I think that that was maybe the only classic Kiss album I owned and then bought Revenge. So, and it was all like right around that time when that album came out and stuff, but, but yeah, so I guess I I just say that one because Just because I have that memory of first getting into them, like really, really getting into them on that record. But I.
0: Yes, like it's usually like it seems like when some people talk about bands, it's always like their
1: first. Yeah, I suppose if I went through like every fucking record from the non makeup era and really listened again, you know, I would probably. Because now that I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't pull that album out that much. But most of the non makeup stuff, I just. Dude, every once in a while I'll just get on some weird kick. Like I'll just Mm -hmm. randomly pull. Asylum out or something yeah. <laughs> and listen to it
0: and I thought you might say lick it up because I remember you talking about like, I do, some yeah. song like <clears throat> A Street Hustler
1: walked up to me one day or something. He's like, I rapping. like that album, yeah. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of the uh a lot of that stuff I really do like, but not so much a complete album. I think that's the thing about the non makeup era. It just seems like none of those albums were like yeah, it was almost
0: just singles and then just like, stuff they threw and,
1: on. I don't know.
0: But how about you? Well, I was going to say Revenge too, but the more I thought about it, um this week I guess I was kind of stuck on Asylum. Yeah. So, um but one thing with like yeah, being young and Revenge coming out, you reminded me of this. Like I think when that like around the time that came out with 91, what was my on right? my musical radar was like Michael Jackson and whatever was on Kiss or not Kiss, but I mean KZ ninety three, that pop station. Um, I remember this standing out though, uh, seeing like advertisements for um, Revenge on like Marvel Comics. Like they had a full page ad, and it was like that kind of like metal uh, sheet metal right. thing with them standing in front of it with the blood splattered Revenge, mm-hmm. and I was like. Man, who are these guys? They look kind of spooky
1: because they're all in leather and they're looking yeah. tough and stuff. So, oh yeah, because they were like all wearing like black leather trench coats and shit. And yeah, yeah, like, it did kind of stand
0: out. And then Gene had the goatee and yeah. stuff. I do remember that scene out, but I kind of thought they were kind of like evil or something. It was like just tough. From that. It was like
1: their tough record.
0: Yeah, they're looking all tough and shit. But then I kind of like,
1: I'm Paul Stanley and I'm gonna kick your ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like once I found out who who a Kiss was later, I was like, man, these songs don't really fit the image or something. Right. So it took me, like, forever to finally get mm-hmm. into them. But Right on. But, yeah, I think I'd go with Asylum because it seems like it's got a mix of good songs and, like,
1: cheese. Like, it's yeah. got the good balance of, like, uh, all night. And, like, Tears Are Falling. Yeah, I like both those songs. Even with the cheesiness of uh, all night. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're terrible shit sometimes, just has a certain charm. To yeah, it. it does. Like, let's put the X in sex is so yeah. fucking stupid, but yet. Even that. I just. Uh, I uh All night it's like, uh, uh. And then you go, woo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it just cracks me up.
1: <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Good stuff. Yeah. But now on that the topic, I guess. Yeah, I guess back to our thing, our agenda. We gotta pound through this so we can go get some dinner and drinks and. Yeah, rock and roll all night. <laughs> um, so I don't know. You want to start off with the Green Day one? That was good that's up. actually what I had first. So yeah, it you go, Man, we're always on the same page. <laughs> Maybe I don't buy the end of this. Yeah, well I don't know. You said one, you only
0: listened to it like once, and you're like, fuck it.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll find out which one that was. I think I know
0: what one. You
1: mean. So Green Day, Father of All Motherfuckers, yeah. produced by Butch Walker, who. I mean, I'm, you know, a big Butch Walker fan all the way back to Marvelous 3. and So I was kind of excited to hear this. I mean, other than the fact that I'm not a huge Green Day fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like some of their stuff. Um, I don't know. I like Dookie, and I still really like that album. I still think that there's a lot of great, catchy songs that was like a... Such a huge record when I was in junior high, and I remember wearing that motherfucker out. (laughs) And I actually like Kerplunk, the album before that. I really still like that album. And honestly, after Dookie, it was like they just lost me. Hmm. I remember buying, was Insomnia the album after Dookie? I think think it was. I remember buying that and just being like, ah this is just kind of like a not-as-good version. Like, it just seemed like all the same shit, but yeah, good. Yeah, because there
0: was Insomnia, and then, like, Nimrod was
1: on with the guy's face on the front. Yeah, and all those mm-hmm. just seemed to just keep getting, like, more watered down, and they just lost me. And then American Idiot came out, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, this is kind of different. I kind of dug that.
0: See, like, I never, like, uh, cared about them until
1: um, American Idiot, really. Yeah, I was kind of like their resurgence, you know, yeah. Like they came back and... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that one, to me, was good when it came out, but you go back and listen to it now, and it's like... It just kind of doesn't hold up.
0: Hmm. I thought it did, because... See, this was one of those ones where it came out like two uh, weeks ago, so I had a lot of time to sit with it, and at first, I didn't like it. I was like, man, fuck this album. Oh, yeah. And I didn't like it, but then I kind of... I still
1: referring to American Idiot when saying that it didn't hold up, but...
0: Oh, okay, like, I guess, like, to go back to this, like, new one, this current one, like, we've been sitting on it for a while, and I didn't like it, and I was kind of like, well, I used to like some stuff from them, I want to go back and, like, see how, like, that is, you know, just kind of to compare shit, and, uh, that one actually sounded kind of fresh, maybe it's because... All those songs seem to saturate the radio You're too. Saying American idiot.
1: Yeah, now, fresh? now I'm no. going back to that one. Oh, but yeah. it
0: seemed fresh. Now, sorry, my head's going back. I thought and we forth. weren't on the
1: same page before, but I guess you were. You just were making a point. We're
0: really not on the same page because I'm going back and forth with this new one. So the alcohol just doesn't mix mm-hmm. with Andy. No, like I'm just kind of I'm just kind of like <laughs> no, I really scatterbrained. But here's my point: like I went back to American idiot to see if I actually liked it or if I liked it back then. And I feel like it still held up. Like, it sounded fresh to me, and it sounded, like, way different than anything else they've ever done before. Right. And then, like, because I can't remember really anything from American Idiot to this current period either, because that all seemed <clears throat> to be American Idiot kind of watered down, too. So it's like they have two phases of their career. Yeah.
1: That's how I felt about the record that came out after it, the 21st century something. I don't remember what the hell it was called.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like I did, I think I had that on like my music drive, hard drive thing, and I was at work last Sunday at the radio station, and I was like, maybe I'll throw in some of those songs, and those actually sounded kind of fresh too. There's something like uh, I think 21 Guns and something Mm -hmm. else. I don't know. Maybe just being away from it for some That was an alright
1: song, yeah. I just remember that record not being. I just I I just thought it was kinda okay.
0: Yeah, like it kinda is just a watered down American idiot. Like you're saying the watered down punk stuff that followed. So like I guess that's my point is like they kind of reset
1: their sound and then just got watered down and now it's time to Yeah, reset reset again. Yeah, that's my (laughs) point in like a Yeah. No, I mean I agree with that because this is kind of a fresh sound for them and that was the one thing when that father of all single dropped, I thought, you know, I'm not in love with it, but I at least appreciate the fact that it's like they went and gave themselves a makeover again, like their sound.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too, because like I didn't like the kind of falsetto-y
1: thing, but like the right. kind of attitude and whatever they're doing sounded right. uh, fresh. Yeah, it's just not a great song. It's weird because I thought that that would grow on me more, and it's kind of like, it's maybe grown on me more to the point of just being like, yeah, okay. But then like that the second song, Fire Ready Aim, sounds just like a rehash of the first track. Father of all so like I put this album on and I'm just like Jesus man like I was disappointed right out the gate because I'm like okay so is this just gonna be like a bunch of different fucking tracks that are all just different (laughs) lame versions of this first song that they already put out
0: we are on the same page because shit those first three songs that they have yeah they put all those out in advance those are the first like pre-release ones and oh so I heard those and like I didn't like them and I'm like and even Butch Walker produced this. I think right. I should like this, but I don't.
1: Well, when I first heard that Oh Yeah song, I thought that the Joan Jet sample, I thought that using that to, like, I mean, it's like kind of like the main hook. And it's like you're sampling an already hit song to be, like, the main hook in your current song. It just seemed, yeah. like, really cheap. And... But I don't know, it did grow. I will say that this song at least grew on me a little bit. The more I listened to this one, I was like, you know what, though, it is kind of catchy. And the <clears throat> the kind of pre-chorus thing before the the uh, Joan Jett sample, uh, it just grew on me more. It got catchier the more I listened to it. But I kind of felt as this record went along, I did find stuff that was, you know, better. Like, I thought Meet Me on the Roof was a... Kind of catchy enough, swinging little pop ditty, you know? I didn't.
0: That's when really, like, yeah, I thought the record actually started with that song for me. Everything else, the first three songs, I'm like, that's why it took me so long Mm -hmm. to get into it. Right. But then everything else after that was like, I liked everything else.
1: Except the I was a teenage, teenager thing, I was like, okay, the song's pretty catchy, but did you motherfuckers run out of words? (laughs) <laughs> like there's a lot. Like Jesus, just go buy, just go get a fucking thesaurus, or start googling shit, or something. But I was a teenage teenager. Okay, like I didn't like that was the only yeah. thing that lost me on that song. I was like, come on, that's kind of lazy song. Yeah, I mean, and that
0: you know, I don't know. It kind of like it had a good like beat to it though. You, it did, but I teenage know. teenager. I mean, how you were talking about my Chemical Romance? I muscle. was a
1: toddling toddler. <laughs> 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 I don't know <laughs> It just seems like a lazy lyric right? I mean, come on There's a lot of money put into this record You know that they were at uh, From what I saw I saw some clips At some point I think it was all done at Butch's studio. (laughs) Toddling Toddling. So I think they were hanging out, had all the time in the fucking world to make this record, and it's like...
0: Maybe they're like this, they're just drinking, and that was the last song they wrote lyrics for so he's like slurring his words. Teenage, teenager. Oh,
1: teenage teenage teenager. Yeah. Well, what's another word
0: we could put in there? I don't fucking know. But it rhymes with piss and vinegar, kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so my favorite song. All right, on the let's record. go back. <coughs> <right. laughs> I gotta move on. <laughs> stab You in the Heart was my favorite track on it because it's like a total old school Chuck Berry rock and roll. Dude, I wrote that there, but it sounds like Hippie Hippie Shake. Yeah, dude, it's just like one of those, and it has like the surf rock <laughs> yeah. guitar solo thing in it. And I was just like, God, dude, this is. It was cool, and I just like the fact that the chorus is like, yeah. I want to stab you in the heart. Yeah. Like it's there's something poetic about not bothering to be poetic yeah. and just saying, Fuck you, I want to stab you in the heart, so um yeah, to me that was the winner. I thought that sugar youth was okay, decent enough little rock song, junkie, junkie on a high I like the you know watch the world burn lyric that just that yeah. comes up and it makes you kind of be like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> watch this fucking world burn Take the Money and Crawl was a cool catchy little rock song I thought that chorus was you know
0: cool then the got. thing that I kind of noticed later after I was kind of giving it more of a chance once I got beyond those three songs I'm like
1: it's really hard to hate it anyways because it's like 26 minutes long it's a really it's quick short. album it's just anthemy it's like yeah. they just were trying to write like, anthems that people could just kind of like pump their fist to and shout yeah. Like I imagine it's going to be a cool tour because they'll mix in the best of these songs like like they could they probably even do got, the whole album I guess. <clears throat> it wouldn't take much of their set.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean all in all you know. Yeah like I'm not a Green Day fan really but I liked it.
1: Yeah. So. It's solid. For, for them I liked it. I don't expect much out of them anymore. I really don't because they've had so much. Yeah. And out of such a long career the only albums I go back to are Dookie and so, there was one that I went back to,
0: uh, the, I guess it was last weekend when I was trying to figure out if I liked it or not, um, was Warning, um, which is kind of I when that. I was, I remember this, that one stands out to me because... It's a time of your life, is it that album? Um, no, it was before that. Like. Uh, I think Warning had <clears throat> Minority,
1: oh, yeah. Warning... I forgot about that song.
0: And something else, maybe waiting or something. They're all like one-word titles, it seemed like. But uh, one thing that stands out to me about that was, I don't know if you ever remember this or you had this kind of issue, but like I would watch TV like at night or I'd put in a VHS tape or something, and you had to use Channel 3 at the time when you had the AV oh, cables. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Channel 3 used to be MTV, so if I had a tape going all night and fell asleep, then my um, VCR would shut off. It would go back to Channel 3. So, so many times throughout high school, like, I'd wake up and MTV would back be on when you the were warning. a teenage teenager? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times there was, like, um, the warning video would come on. And it was just some dude, like, I don't know, doing things that are, like, supposed to have warnings against. Like, he was microwaving something with his face stuck up by the microwave and stuff and... Like, walking across the street without looking both ways. Hmm. And so I really like that album, but I forget where I'm going with this. But, yeah, like, I just want to say that I like that. But, um, but no, like, here's something that I thought of, too. Um, thinking about um, the Green Day album is they actually are at a point in their career, like other bands, I was thinking about this, they don't even have to put out fucking albums anymore. They've been around for, like, what, 20 or 30 years? And if you think about it, like, Kiss and Aerosmith and all those 70s bands, they basically put out albums in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and they're touring on the hits for the next 20 years. Right. So, like, Green Day and I think Pearl Jam, like, Foo Fighters and bands like that, they've already hit that 20 to 30-year mark, and they don't have to do shit anymore, really. They can just tour on all that
1: stuff. That is true. And I feel like the 90s bands didn't even need to put out as like long like as many records because I feel like they blew up and had such big records that like not necessarily Green Day I mean I guess they did but to me they didn't because I didn't like a lot of stuff (laughs) after Dookie but you know like STP Alice in Chains Pearl Jam like seriously if you just took like their first four albums Every, there were so many good songs yeah. on those albums <clears throat> that those bands could have just like done a decade's worth of work and then just toured on yeah. those four records the rest of their lives. I mean I'm not saying they should. I mean yeah, cause I respect I guess any artist that just keeps making art because they obviously yeah. want to do it and that's what makes them artists and makes them great. You know,
0: I think I was just thinking of that because I was like oh yeah Pearl Jam's got an album but really they don't
1: need to do that anymore. They've put out so many albums and I mean man I don't I like them as far as, I respect them as being a really, really great live band. Like, they're a real band, you know? Yeah. So, they're not like Motley Crue, like, you know, well, (laughs) one guy's gonna go fucking hire a producer, write a bunch of songs with him, and then bring in, Hey, you come do your bass line tomorrow, and he'll come do his guitar part the next day. Or just not even, you know, you got, like, guys that aren't even in the fucking band that played on the record. Just stupid shit like that. Like, Pearl Jam's a real fucking band. It's, you know, five guys that fucking play together, and that's what they do. And, man, the fact that they just keep doing it that way this many years into their career is really commendable. And I just respect the fuck out of any band that does that anyhow. I mean, because anymore, I feel like so many of these bands are just lazy. Like, the whole Motley Crue thing. I hate, I feel like I always end up bringing them up and I'm pissed off. But, God, oh, no, it's eh, fine. you know. Like, yeah, like St. Oh. But just those last Present, batch, batch of, of songs. Los Angeles you
0: were talking about, that was the one, right, where it was him and James Michael. Yeah, and I they don't, did
1: the whole thing and then they just were like, every, all right, here, here, come I me. think everything since has been that way. Just like random songs and that's stu- dude, the songs for the Dirt soundtrack were just like, why? Why the fuck did you even put those pieces of shit out? I don't need to hear those. God, I wish to fucking Christ I never had heard them. Speaking of Kiss. Yeah, speaking. That of was that the shit. first time
0: I saw Kiss and Motley Crue together. Was their tour together, and they're like, "Hey, well we're touring. We need a song." And it was just sex, and it was yeah. just terrible. Yeah. God like, damn that. I think Fuck. it was worse than
1: the dirt song. God. That might have been. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really terrible. I think I heard it like. I don't think I ever made it all the way through that song. I never made it all the way through that dirt song either. So I don't know. Speaking of stuff that I can't make it through, would you like to move on to the Cadillac Three oh, Country okay. Fuzz album? Huh? I, I thought you were it... gonna
0: say the. Uh... Well, wait. I thought it was gonna be like a different one. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to
1: that later. I'll go I to the Cadillac which one Three. Gonna say. The Cadillac Three one. I thought it oh, was God. really funny because the Country Fuzz is Country Fuzz is the album title. Yeah. And when you first start listening to it, it's like wow, that's literally what it sounds like. It sounds like a country band with a fuzz pedal on everything. <laughs> like they tried to like get some sort of vintage yeah. overdrive going on the whole thing and give it this old school sa- sound. Sound-wise, I want to like this record so much because I thought it really had a cool sound. But Jesus Christ, if these aren't some of the stupidest fucking country songs I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. But
0: that was kind of the appeal to me was some of them were so stupid and like... Like, they have some that are totally, like, I don't know, like, really basic bitch country. Oh, or yeah. something. That's the only way I can say it, or something. Like, some of those drinking song ones are, like, the most, like, really, I don't know, paint by numbers <laughs> country songs, which you hear. But some of them are, like, really good that I was, like, tapping my toe to and, like, dancing around, even this morning, and I was
1: like... I sure. mean, there's some that are catchy. Yeah. But they are just, like, dumb, drunk people songs. <laughs> like... Bar around here, it sounds like some Blake Shelton shit with just like the fuzz <laughs> thing going on, you know. Like, they tried to rock it up a little bit more, yeah, because rocking up country music's never been done, guys. Yeah, and then that second song, The Jam, like that was the one where I'm like, Yes, this is a dumb drunk piece. Yeah, song I for. love that song. That's The Jam, dude. I will say it's a catchy <laughs> chorus. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna raise my hand and admit that you know what, this is the one where like the chorus. I could see being I could see being that dumb drunk person where it comes yeah. on and I'm like, "Ah, fuck, I enjoy this." Depending on the atmosphere. I don't really know because then sometimes too when I get drunk, I get in like my really like snooty <laughs> mode where I fucking hate everything like, "Oh, this is a piece of shit." <laughs> you know, and I only want I only will give credit to like Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen and songwriters like that, but um but, God, man, Hard Out Here for a Country Boy with Chris Jansen and Travis Tritt. Yeah. I don't even know who the fuck Chris Jansen is. I don't know either. I don't know. But.
0: Yeah, it was like every other re- <laughs> song basically like, it was like, nah, yes, nah, yes. Because then I like the other one after that. Uh, the, uh, what was it? S-
1: slow Slow rolling, slow rolling, which yeah. had like a cool sound, but then the song was just dumb. They start singing, and I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. But here, here's one thing. Here's how, here's how dumb I am. It was the one I had playing.
0: I think I was like, I don't know, cleaning and vacuuming, so I was in the other room, and he's got that like, he's doing like a low voice on it, you know, throughout the right. song. Like, we're slow rolling, and then he's like, he says... Boot barely kissing the gas, and he gets like really like drawly. And for some reason, I thought he said Luke Perry kissing the gas, and I'm like, What the fuck? he's got Luke Perry like in the music video or
1: something? But I was like, yeah, Luke Perry's huffing gas in the music yeah. video, <laughs> I even mean, though he's dead. But rest in peace, Luke. Um, I don't know, yeah. Man, I just heard was, that, and I was like, Maybe I like the song more now because I keep saying, Luke I kind of wondered if like these guys are actually like a rock band that just couldn't make it, and they're like, You know what, fuck it. Yeah, dude. Is that what you were thinking too?
0: No, uh, that actually is a fact. Because I looked it up, right? And uh, they were a band from, like, (laughs) I did my research, Denny, because I wanted to see who these guys were, because I'd heard of the Cadillac 3 for a while. They were a band called American Bang... From two thousand five no to two thousand eleven.
1: Dude, I have that record. Then
0: their lead guitar I didn't even realize that
1: was the same guy.
0: Their lead guitar player left. So then they rebranded as Cadillac Black, then turned into Cadillac three and started putting out albums.
1: Well, fuck, man. I'm gonna grab that American Bang album off the fucking
0: and burn it. Shelf yeah, yeah. I'm gonna gonna burn stomp it. Stomp on it, you fucking show.
1: assholes. <laughs> um because I, If you know, I still have it in there, it's still in there, isn't it? I've heard, maybe I don't own it, but I know I've heard it. I remember the album. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm in the end. American Pearl, American Hi-Fi. I
1: should be in there. I swore and I had that album. Mm. No,
0: nope. <clears throat> you got American
1: other shit. But uh, I got nope. other American shit. <laughs> I
0: Hope, know about yeah, I them because like, I think it was like 2010, like WWE, I was like a big fan for a while. And they had their own minor league. So they used their song Wild and Young as like a theme song.
1: Hmm. Well, I just, man, shit. Yeah. Didn't realize that. But, yeah, you're like... I didn't even bother looking anything up on them. (laughs) You were just
0: trying to trash talk.
1: I was. I was right. And then I hit the nail right on the head, (laughs) man. And I kind of dug them when they were American banks, and now I am not happy with myself. but... But I thought, you know, that heart out here for a country boy song, the funniest part was the song's going along, and I swear to God, just out of nowhere, completely out of context, other than the fact that they're just, like, dropping every cliche yeah. country bullshit that they can come up with but out of nowhere they're just like NASCAR like it just <laughs> like it just right in the middle of the song it's just like NASCAR and then something and then sing some other lyric but it's just hilarious cause dude the lyrics to that song there's like koozie red white and blue cold beer hot girl yeah. hell yeah good years like referring to the tires <laughs> like rolling on my good years or some shit and he says redneck and it's like god they damn aren't Midland because that's another country trio, and I really liked it. Yeah, but and the corniness that they had in their songs, there was like that yeah. charm that made it like, yeah, like I dig it. I like these guys. They're weird. They're quirky, and they're writing like pop country, but like it's good. It's well written. Yeah. They play their asses off on it. There's witty lyrics. This is all just like, dude. It's kind of it, like tongue in cheek. I swear to God, if me and my friends just sat down here, I'll just take like any five of my friends that are musically inclined and just say, look. We're going to write the most cliche, dumb as fuck, knuckle dragon <laughs> on the fucking concrete country rock record that we can mm-hmm. come up with. Like, we could have done this. This is what would happen, you know. I just can't yeah. believe, because you and I listen to this and we laugh, but there's people out there. You know They're gonna be pumping some money into all, a jukebox for that song. All the makings of a Saturday night. There's another one that fucking cracked me up, man. Cold Beer, Pretty Girl, Charlie Daniels, Haggard, Cash. And I'm pretty sure he says John Waite. Did you listen to the like, the whole the part where he like does a little rant and names off all these songwriters? But like John Waite? I'm pretty sure he says John Waite. And I'm like, why the fuck is that in there with all these other guys? I don't know. I even didn't catch guy. that, but now I want to listen to it. Like, him. I'm pretty sure it had to have been somebody else, but I didn't even want to look the lyrics up because I just thought it would be way funnier to assume that he's saying <laughs> Your John brain Wade. would melt if you looked at the lyrics but, too long. <laughs> and then, like, at one point, he refers to, like, JBLs talking about his speakers, but then, like, in the last, like, in the first verse, he's saying JBLs. By the last verse, he's saying Bose. It's like, which is it, dude? Do you got fucking JBLs, or do you have both, or do you have both?
0: You I actually listened to this
1: closer than I did, and you said you hated it. Dude, I did hate it. Yeah. But I can't help it. And then he talks about, like, Silverados, Mountain Dew, and Tall Boys. And I, I like the Raise Hell, though. There was like I think
0: there was some lyric that was stupid, or maybe I had too much coffee that day. But I think it was something like, It's if tough to make bail when all you want to do is raise hell. Or something
1: like that. That one, I just, uh, the note that I have on my little uh, note. Or maybe note I was lyrics, trying to make fun of it, and then that's what I was saying. I can't remember For that. Raise Hell, I wrote, this didn't even make me laugh. <laughs> like, it was so bad, but they, there was nothing redeeming about it. Like, I couldn't even laugh at the lyrics. I just listened to it and shook my head the whole time. Oh, wait, that's that's what it is. I was making fun of this song because they're trying to
0: talk about um, going to heaven. If you're raising hell, and I was like,
1: it's tough to make bail when you're raising hell or <laughs> something like that. There's some That's... rough ones, man. Blue Cam- El Camino or Blue, was it Blue El Camino or Blue Camino? I wrote down Blue Camino. I was drinking when I was listening to this. So it well, they're all, all drinking songs. Yeah. They're just doing what they do. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't, in her boots she keeps a flask. That was one lyric. <laughs> that one. Oh, it's blue, blue El Camino. Yeah. And then Jack Daniel's heart. Oh, yeah. Jack Daniel's Heart. I got to that song, and I literally just wrote, I quit. I don't even know if that was the last song or not. I don't know what the last song of the record was. I just got to that one. I was like, I quit, and went to the next one, man. Well, we should just do the same then. Because Blue Blue El Camino, I do want to quote, faster than 400 Palominos. (laughs) Faster than 400 Palominos. Gets her hot like Tapatio or tapadio. How do you say it? I can't even remember now. Tapatio, oh. It's a hot sauce. Tapatio is a damn hot sauce. They always have it at all the Mexican yeah. restaurants. Oh, yeah. Palomino's. I looked yeah. it up. Is Spanish it the one with horse. the little kind of like little circle uh, cap? Round cap? No. That huh. one is... It's my hot sauce guy. I can't yeah. think that one. I can't think of what it is. I want to say that one starts with a P. Hmm. Tapatio has... Like, just a dude wearing a sombrero on the front, okay. and it just had, like, a red plastic cap. So, if you learned anything today, folks, it's, it's hot, hot sauce sauces. caps. Hot sauce caps. <laughs> There's our title. Yeah, um, so I was, yeah, I was out, man, on that one. After that one, I just, I fucking quit. Jacked <laughs> well, we can card. quit, too,
0: because I just like the jam, and I kept going back to that one. I was like, they need to have a line dance for this,
1: and it needs to, like, blow the fuck up. It was definitely <laughs> the best part of the album. <laughs> But, I don't know. You want to do, uh... want to talk about the John Moreland one next? Sure. Can Stay I... on the country vibe.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't have I a lot mean, to I say, say about this country, it. But...
0: but, I don't have a lot to say about it. Um Because I really liked it, and it sounded really good. Like, it has such a good, like, I don't know, pleasing sound in sonically, my ears. yeah. Yeah, sonically, I guess. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know. Maybe it was just the last one I listened to.
1: So I didn't really get enough time to digest it. Well, I did all the digesting for both of us, Andy. Man, I loved this fucking record. This so far is hands fucking down. Granted, we're only two months into this. Not even the second full month, you know, through the year yet. but I figured, because I saw you that you bought it. Yeah, I just, you know, the first three songs came out for this. And I listened to them on Amazon, on my little app. I saw that he was going to have a new album, looked up to see if any of the songs were released. I think there was two or three of them. And I kind of at first was just like, yeah, okay, but I wasn't super excited. And I actually almost pre-ordered the album, and then I didn't. Hmm. And I was like, eh, I'll wait, and just, you know. And I don't know why. Like, I knew I would end up buying it anyhow, but I just I guess I wasn't sure if I was going to buy it on vinyl or... CD or whatever. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Because long story short, by the time I listened to the whole record, I was like, Jesus Christ! I instantly had to fucking order it. But for some reason, it didn't grab me. and When I just listened to the three songs, the one time, I wasn't blown away. But I think I was kind of like busy at work and wasn't really really digesting it as I was listening. It was just to like it. background noise. Yeah, or something. I just probably didn't really, you know. But then I remember. So, the the Friday it came out, I went into work, and first thing I did was fire that up with my earbuds in, my coffee, catching up on emails and listening to the album. And I got, like, towards the end of that record, and I just was like, god damn, like, the second half of the album hit me at first, more than the front half did. Like, it really, really grabbed me about, I don't know, probably... Even past the halfway point, um, probably around like when my fever breaks. Yeah, that was one I wanted to highlight. And then I always let you burn me to the ground when that song came up. The fur on the first listen, I was that was the one that just stopped me dead in my tracks. Like fuck, this song, holy shit! Like you know. <clears throat> and then I must have listened to. And I listened to it like probably three times that day. And then it was like every day. I just kept fucking listening to it. And just kept, it's like one of those where every time I listened to it, I liked it more and more. I was just like, Jesus Christ, man, this is so, fu- he's so fucking good lyrically. And I got the the vinyl in the mail a couple days ago, and I sat down here, and I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down. When the when the vinyl comes, that's when I'm going to sit down and do my notes for this one, you know. And so I did, I, <clears throat> I listened to it while I was on the treadmill, and then later that night, threw it on the fucking turntable again and listened to it again, sat here and took my notes. And I just, goddamn, man, I can't say enough about how good I think this album is. I mean, it just lyrically has some really great moments. The first song, Harder Dreams, it just, it like sets, like you're saying about how it sounds, like the sonic Like, to me, it sets, like, some sort of, like, sonic landscape. Like, it's so three-dimensional. Like, I I, I enjoyed it, listening to it with my earbuds and everything. Don't get me wrong. But, man, when I dropped it on the turntable, like, the vinyl, the pressing he did is, like, a good, heavy, like, 180-gram record. And it sounds really, really fucking good. Um... And so, yeah, I mean, so that first song, to me, just has, like, this, just right from the first moment, man, like, it's got that, like, I just feel like I'm sucked into it. Like, you're in, like, you can, like, you're in, like, a landscape, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain it other than that, but, and that first lyric.
0: I know what you mean, because it's like you hear it, or you know it when you hear it, you're like. Yeah, it's just, it's like you're in it, It's like
1: three-dimensional, kind of, and, and. Just that first lyric, all the guys are watching, and then it talks about wars on television and I don't, it just to me just those two lines alone you know kind of opens up like your brain starts like in the midst of today's political climate see like that's what
0: I thought too like, it was like
1: your brain your mind's wandering on all these different topics and stuff mm-hmm. and
0: We've kind of talked about some, like, songs that have gotten political, like, the Black Star Riders had that song about guns, and then there was, what, the one on the last episode? Who was that? Oh, uh, yeah, the, drive-by the Drive-By Truckers. truckers yeah. They were kind of getting political and stuff. This actually, like, sounds good, and he's kind of got lyrics that kind of make you think a little bit more. Instead of just trying to make... Right. Uh, instead of trying to make a
1: blatant, like, statement, he's just, like... He's setting the stage. Yeah. And then it's mm-hmm. like, it allows your brain to kind of make its own story. Yeah. That's how I feel, especially about the first song. To me, it's just like, he obviously has something in his head. And he was meaning something while he's writing this. But the fact that so many things are open to interpretation mm-hmm. makes it so much more interesting, you know, than, than anything that was on... You know, for example, that Drive by Truckers record. Just, I don't know. To me, I know people are really loving it. And I just don't know what to say, man. To me, it is not that interesting. I just was not interested. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then, you know, the second song on here, I Thought is Just a Passing Train. Just such a cool groove, man. It's so weird because there were so few lyrics to this. Like you sit and you listen to it and you're like, man, there's not a lot. Like he's not saying a lot, you know. But he has some like cool lyrics, you know.
0: Like kind of had that long cancer, like outro thing too. With like, well, some he's kind got of those Oregon. weird.
1: Yeah, he's got like the. Uh, <clears> throat>, a throat. I'm sorry, I'm coughing so much too. I don't. I hope it's not annoying to people that are. What's annoying me? I just got to keep clearing my throat. It's. I don't know. I'm not really coughing, but I had a really bad cough last week, and it just kind of like. Roached my throat out. You're doing too many phlegm-y. Paul Stanley. I was. Ooh, isn't it? But yeah, I don't, you know, it's one of those where the groove and the coolness of that song kind of carries it. And he just has, like, like I said, there's just the, there's few lyrics, but the lyrics he puts in there are, are cool. Um, I just like that, I like that line, shame is a cancer, go easy on your heart, you know? Hmm. That's just like a, it makes you kind of think a little bit. Um like, take it easy on yourself. Quit beating yourself up, motherfucker. You're going to ruin your life. You're going to ruin your character. Maybe that's what I need to do. I
0: need to quit beating myself up. God damn Cause it. Because that's what you. I do. Like, think about my date too much. I'm going to blow it, but I should be thinking about how I'm going to yeah. win. You're going to win. You are gonna. You live to win,
1: Andy. <laughs> <A> nice reference. <record. laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. Andy, you're going to do great. <laughs> Fucking right. East October. Sorry. Maybe that's what we should have. I'm had just to, sitting here trying to stay on top. Wait, maybe that's what we should
0: have had for um, a drink for this episode: some cold gin. Oh the
1: shit! I got some gin. We'll be. We'll end up fucking smoked by the time yeah. we got to go to the concert. It's <laughs> the only problem. I think East October to me, out of all these songs, if I had to pick one that I thought would be like the radio single, that'd be probably the one. I think, and I really like the lyric: "You built your chapel and then you burned it." Like. That was a really cool lyric. Like there was a lot of them. I quoted, I feel like I quoted a lot of lyrics on here, but. (laughs) You just love this album. But that was one where I just was like, God damn, I love that fucking line, man. I want to write a song all around that one line. I just want to steal from you, John Moreland. Um, No, but I think, honestly, like, this record, you know, I was just telling you when you first got here, we're talking about some stuff that I've been working on and whatever. And I really think that because I kind of was talking about how I had like a writer's block almost for like a year
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I would write a little bit here and there but I just wasn't super motivated and then everything I wrote I'd just be like "Ah, God I'm not feeling any of this lately I've been writing more anyhow which has felt really fucking good Um, anyone who's a songwriter knows that that kind of just can put you in a bad mood if you just can't write no. I don't know. It's weird because never in my life did I ever feel like I had writer's block. But I think really I just got lazy and I wasn't writing enough. So I kind of started writing again and was being pretty productive. And I, but I feel like, from the moment I listened to this fucking album, like a f- switch was flipped in me, and I've just become like a fucking songwriting machine. Like I've just I've written more songs in the last two weeks than I have in the last year easily. Shit it's just been crazy I've been like super motivated <clears throat> and I really I mean so we need to talk to John Moreland and somehow like pick his brain oh I'd brain. love to it ain't, yeah. you know because that's the thing is that is what songwriters inspire other songwriters like I, I'm not alone in this I'm not like some fucking weirdo yeah. there's probably other people that you know
0: well yeah look at Damon Johnson he said like Elton John and are not. yeah I mean things
1: know. just inspire us to do and this or, is uh, God Bowie. dude this really was a really inspirational record to me man this was like this was probably the most inspiration the most inspired I've been from listening to one single record since the first time I heard Southeastern Mm -hmm. and you know maybe there's some stuff that I'm forgetting in there there probably is I was actually revisiting uh, my first cigarette the album by Travis Meadows the other day and I was like god I forgot how much I fucking loved this album like when that came out I fucking just kept playing it playing it playing it and it was so good um But back, back to this album that I am totally fucking obsessing over for the last couple weeks. Um, I'm learning how to tell myself the truth. That is a really fucking great song. That's a really fucking great title. And I don't know if this guy, I know he was married, is married, I don't know. To me, a lot of these lyrics in this record lean towards, like, some serious fucking breakup or something. Like, there's some real fucking heartache in this. That's kind of what I wanted to hit later, too. On this album or something different?
0: This one and how it links to another one. Oh. Oh, we're talking about. Okay. But, um, so yeah, you're... Like, that's what I noticed, too. There was, like, some, like, heartbreak.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some real shit, you know? There's the couple weird instrumental things, too. And they're short. And there's, like, like the uh, um, sparse little piano parts in... Uh, well, there's two stars, which is the instrumental thing, a little segue, and it's cool. It's real short. You almost forget it even happens. And then that terrestrial song is a real atmospheric song and has all these weird little sparse piano parts in it. <clears throat> and it's kind of the one oddball in the group where it's like, I don't... I didn't love it as a song but I loved it atmospherically as a song like talking about the whole sonic landscape that it sets like that song that's its strong point whereas a lot of these other ones the opening track has that atmosphere and that sonic landscape but it has some really great lyrics too that one kind of relied more I think on the you know, atmospheric kind of sound and everything, and the sonic—the um, term, the sonic landscape thing—that I just keep <laughs> yeah. fucking. I'm wearing that term out. People are probably already fucking annoyed by hearing me say it. But, um, but I don't know. That, that song might grow on me more. I might find something in it later on down the road. Um, in between, in times between, that was a really great song when my fever breaks that's a really solid tune that's one that almost kind of sounds like a single but the more I listen to the record that was one of the first ones that jumped out at me and the more I listen to it it becomes like it's got push back to being like one of my least favorites hmm. like it's almost just kind of like yeah let's get this over with so I can listen to I Always Let You Burn Me to the ground cause dude first of all tell me that ain't one of the best fucking titles yeah. to like a breakup song or whatever the fuck you want to call it like Jesus Christ man that the fucking title gives me chills down the back of my neck you know like it's just like beautiful and fucking painful and god just that lyric alone I mean I'm I'm voting like right now I'm betting that this album is gonna be in my top five of 2020 if it's not then great that means there's some really fucking great stuff coming but I don't know how it's not going to be and I don't know how this song I Always Let You Burn Me To The Ground is not going to be one of my top five songs of the year because I am like absolutely in love with that fucking song so much so that I'm just going to skip talking about the other instrumental and just the last song Let Me Be Understood just another really infectious ballad and that's one where I feel like I could just listen to that song on repeat, like it could just never fucking end. And that's all I have to say. I've talked so fucking <laughs> much that I'm done. I don't. I gotta stop myself. <clears throat> well, I want to take this
0: moment to seg <clears throat> into one that we haven't talked yet: the Stone Temple Pilots album, uh, Perdida,
1: on my list. Buddy. Oh,
0: because I pre-ordered that right away. Like they put out one song and I pre-ordered it because I love Stone Temple Pilots. And then they've got new albums, so I'm like, alright, I'm gonna pre-order this. And this is one that I listened to on my phone. I would just play it over the speaker on my phone, so I'm not getting the best like sound quality. But then I was like, I wanna dig out some headphones and sit back and listen to it too, and like really digest this album. And I loved like the sonic landscape on this album. But the more I listened to it, and then I moved on to the John Moreland, I'm like, if you would match up John Moreland's lyrics. With this Stone Temple Pilot a- album. That might be one of my favorite albums of all time. Because I really liked what they did with this album. But I think every single song that Jeff Goot that writes the lyrics, he's all like, I'm lost, I miss you. But it's kind of like almost basic. Every single song is the same. But then that John Morland, like you were saying, he kind of has different ways of kind of twisting his lyrics instead of just being basic with it. Like, I don't know. He's more creative with the lyrics, I guess. Or his wordplay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Stone Temple Pilots album, honestly, was probably, I wouldn't say it was my least favorite out of the batch, but maybe.
0: But it was a step up from Cadillac 3.
1: uh, (laughs) Ah. The thing is, is it just was so boring that it's oh, hard really? for me to even have an opinion on
0: it. Huh? Because
1: I wasn't bored by it, though. I was
0: like, I feel like the same way like you almost do with the John Morland thing. I was like, the first couple songs that they put out in advance of the album are the first three tracks. So it's kind of like Green right. Day. Your first three tracks that you hear are the first ones that you heard before. So once I got kind of past that, it kind of seemed like they opened up a little bit more. There's like a flute in one song. There's like violins. There's other like string arrangements. So I kind of thought as it progressed for me, it got a little bit more experimental or something. But then the lyrics kind of stayed the same and weren't really that like great.
1: I mean, I'm glad you liked it. I. More so than I did, obviously. I was just, to me, if there was a highlight, it was that She's My Queen song. I thought that oh, was yeah. the best song to me. Um, I liked Miles Away and like Sunburst. But I mean, I liked this album so little that I literally, instead of taking serious notes, I'm sitting here with the title, Perdita, and I'm writing Perdido, Pair of Dildos, <laughs> Perdodo, oh, Pergola. Pergola. <laughs> Why did I write those things? Because <clears throat> I just wasn't interested. I'm listening oh. and I just... And I tried. This I, this was about the third time I listened to it by the time I sat here and took these notes.
0: And you're like, pergola? Like, I'd rather be sitting outside in my pergola. Well,
1: other than the fact that it's <laughs> like, yeah. It was like five degrees the day that I was sitting here writing this shit. But, fare thee well. That song. Could this be love coming over me? Yeah, see, it was kind I was like... just like... Being an idiot, and I'm sitting there going, ah, is this, like, about a facial? Is this about just getting cummed on? I know. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Just being Man, you did hate just... it. If you
0: were just like, <laughs> fuck, I'd rather be thinking about anything. Well, here, you want, me
1: to, you want me to actually read, just go through my notes. I could go through all of my notes here in, like, <clears throat> a very short period of time. Sure. Three wishes I wrote. The most boring song in the world per Guinness Book of World Records. The title track, Perdita... The album full of boring anticlimatic songs was named after this super boring anticlimatic sonic equivalent to nap time at a retirement home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, shit,
1: man, you're like crushing me. <laughs> and then they play the same song a couple more times, and then she's my queen, hands down the best song, and it's really only barely better. And then they finish the record by playing the same song a few more times, yeah. and that's my notes. I'm not trying to bash it. Oh, on no, man. It's not. Record, I, I, man. Didn't, I didn't
0: write the album, so I'm not totally like You liked it.
1: To it. I'm but, glad you liked it. No,
0: like, I guess I kind of thought how that Breaking Benjamin thing. I thought they were going to do, like, an acoustic thing, but they just kind of replaced the guitar with violin, and it's yeah. the same songs. Then I kind of thought after hearing that Fare The Well, I was like, well, I pre ordered it, but I'm not in love with this song. It sounds just kind of like a basic, you know, okay, let's just replace guitar with, like, an acoustic thing or something. But then, as I listen to it more, like, maybe I wanted to like it too much or something. I don't know, because I feel like, too, like, I wrote this down, like, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, like, growing up, were kind of one band I kind of got into early on, like, compared to other bands. So, like, I've always kind of liked them, but I feel like over the last, like, five years, they've really overtaken a lot of other bands, so they've kind of went up, higher up my list of favorite bands. And now I think they might be my favorite 90s band that I always go back to if I'm going to listen to something. So maybe I just wanted to like it more because I was like, I kind of feel like maybe it's because they've had so much, I don't know, albums and music and stuff like released recently because they put out a deluxe of core, a deluxe of Purple... They put out a live album with this Jeff Goot. They've had a new album. So maybe they're kind of rebranding
1: themselves or something. Right. Like, hey, like we're still here. Let's I mean, I don't want to hate on him because yeah. of the new singer. I know some people, yeah. you get the, these purists that want to... Fuck you know, that, man. They're nothing without Scott. Well, Scott's dead. Yeah. You know? And take it up with him and his fucking drug problem. Yeah. That, I mean, the rest of the guys, I don't think, should have to just say, fuck the band and fuck the career. Yeah. And, you know, it's not fair to... I want to give the guy a chance. I thought the stuff they put out, like that EP that they put out last with him, was okay. I bought it. I listened to it. It was fine. I dug it at first, but I never go back to it. I wasn't super hooked on it. But I think that's... just At the end of the day, maybe this guy, for me, just isn't as good of a songwriter. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking, too. I was
0: like... Not to keep going back to Scott Weiland, but I was like... He almost had... More like imaginative lyrics. Or he could almost wow. say kind of gibberish like shit and throw it out there, but it sounded good. Yeah. And this guy's just kind of yeah. like, yeah, he's he sounds good. He's a good vocalist. He's a good fill-in. He's great. But it's some good. of his lyrics yeah, are yeah. kind
1: of like just kind of basic. He sounds enough like Scott without sounding like he's trying to sound like Scott. Yeah. Like I appreciate that about him. Yeah, like I don't think he's trying to be Scott. No, he just naturally sounds kind of yeah. that same kind of voice. There was and,
0: even one point too, In one song, like I forget what one it is now because I didn't write it down, but the first liner, maybe it's the first word or two that he says in a song, just the way he says it, it sounded like Chester. I was like, holy shit, did they take a vocal track from Chester? Hmm. And I had to like replay it, and just the way he kind of phrases some word, like it sounded like Chester too. So I don't know, he's
1: a good fit for the band. I guess the thing that bums me out really is just like. I do think it has a cool sound. Like, I agree with you on the sonic landscape. Thing. Yeah. Like, on the yeah. Like who it puts a flute on a rock record? <clears throat> it's it's a great. Especially in, like, 2020. It's a great sounding record. Yeah. I actually wish I liked it more than I do. When it first started, I thought I was optimistic. But then it was just kind of like, eh, this just isn't going anywhere for me. It just seems like it's the same thing over and over I can,
0: again. Yeah, like I can see why you're saying that. Because... All the songs do kind of have the same like vibe to it, and they're all like, like th- at this level. But they kind of just yeah. are like, okay, let's do the song with the flute. Let's do the song with the violin. Let's do the song. With this. Right. But it still sounded good to my ears, So yeah, I don't know. Right. Um, I, don't know. I just kind of kicked back on my couch and right? had those
1: big headphones on, and it sounded good. Were you getting stoned? Is that what was going on? What's legal now, man? Don't judge me. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying maybe that, you know, maybe that's what maybe. was missing, maybe, maybe I need to do that in order to enjoy it. I don't know. So mm. hey, I'm going to pause this cuz I really want to refresh my beverage. And I got a And Andy has to pee. He whispered it like the microphone wasn't going to pick that up. Oh. Um. So now that we got our drinks. Dude, speaking of <coughs> getting stoned, do you think that somebody was high as fuck when they came up with the recipe for this beer? Probably. What's this called? The happiest one. The happiest and one. And this is from Little, Little
0: Beaver Brewery. Little,
1: yeah, Little Beaver Brewery in Bloomington, Illinois. Maybe we.
0: Well, I was gonna say maybe we should get them to sponsor us, but now you're trying to talk about them being stoned, and
1: I ruin everything, don't yeah. I? Man, my fucking ruined mouth, it, man. Well, it's just so weird, man, because it's stout brewed with lactose, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberries, and it's like super. It's weird. Yeah,
0: I don't like dark beer, like stuff like stouts like this. I do. I love it. But this is not. Except, like, I think it's kind of decent. It tastes like chocolate, but then the aftertaste is almost like the strawberry.
1: Well, the strawberry thing is what kind of is weird to me. Uh. And it's weird because the flavors, like, hit you all separately. Hmm. Like, they managed to kind of do, like, they were going for, like, the Neapolitan effect, because you could tell by the. Yeah, the the little beaver biting into a. Little uh looks like a brick of Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. But I mean it's interesting. It's just I remember Chris brought these over and we we cracked them and we we both kinda take the first sip at the same time. We both look at each other like, What the fuck? <laughs> like what is this? It's really uh it's bizarre, man. It's like Willy Wonka where you got the whatever this tastes like strawsberries and they're licking the wallpaper. I don't know. It's weird, though, man, because you taste you take a drink, and it's like a regular stout, and then all of a sudden, you taste like strawberry, but then you taste chocolate, and then all you fucking taste is strawberry. Yeah. It's weird, man. Like, they did, <clears throat> I, if that's what they were going for, then I don't really know how the fuck they did that on purpose, anyhow, but, um, anyhow, enough about the beer. I want to go with Richie Marks next. Figured we should. It's the only one from last Friday that's left, so I'd like to stay in order. I think you like this more than I did. I think I probably did. It grew on me. My first initial uh, response to it wouldn't have been, like, if I just listened to it once and then came in here and recorded this episode, I probably would have not had as much good to say about it.
0: But, uh... I just have to say this. I'm going to start off saying this. Yeah. I think all of the songs are good. They're good, like, lyrically. They got good, like, melodies and stuff. But then he threw in all these fucking Maroon 5 beats into yeah. these songs. And I'm like, N- is he trying to be, like, relevant for 2020? Because if he's trying to make yeah. something that sounds modern, nobody's going to play Richard Marx in 2020 on yeah. Kiss FM. So...
1: Now you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah,
0: I felt that way with the whole record. Like not all of the record, but a lot of the record. But yeah, like but then the songs are so good. I was like, man. But if he only took away that keyboard part or something. Yeah,
1: I mean the first couple are to me were the ones that bugged me the most. They sounded yeah. the most intentionally modern, yeah. especially the first one. Another one down. It's like he has some lyric in there about a text message, and it's like it just sounds weird. Like te- <laughs> text messaging is such a new technology still that it really hasn't made its way into songwriting. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds weird when it does pop up in songwriting. But it sounds even more fucked up when it's like a 60-year-old dude who's like, you know, basically writing a song about how he's still like slinging bitches and yeah. talking about going, reading through his last te- text messages. You you just reminded me of something else. Like slinging I'm- bitches? like. <laughs> How much more of a sexist <laughs> thing can I come up with, too, by the
0: way? Sorry, ladies. I like this one songwriter, like Stephen Wilson. He had that group, uh, Porcupine Tree, and he's been doing solo albums. On his last solo, solo album, he said, I'm tired of Facebook. And he's, like, tired. Tiring... He's basically saying, like, he's tired of, like, all these, like, you know, modern technology and different things like that. Right. But then when he said, I'm tired of Facebook, I'm like, this guy is really putting Facebook as a lyric in a song kind of the same way. It sounds weird, text but, like, if you it think about weird.
1: It sounded weird. It's, fu- it's going to be the future of yeah. songwriting because, like, all the kids growing up nowadays, I mean. Yeah, like, they can't,
0: like, reference eight tracks
1: because I mean, it's going to be lost on yeah. people or something. People reference the telephone in songs back mm. for years now, you know, but mm. you're just used to it. And, like, text messaging just sounds weird in a song. So I don't know, man. But I thought that first song was just funny. Another one down and just listening to it, I'm like, yeah, because I'm Richard fucking Marx, and I still go through women like most guys do socks, you know, <laughs> like this guy. <laughs> That's
0: good. I mean, you
1: know, really at the end of the day, like there's still just a bunch of like gilfs out there just getting all wet yeah. listening to this record, like, because he sings his ass off.
0: Yeah, he there's does. no he doubt that good. this guy
1: still sounds just as fucking good as he did 30 years ago.
0: Yeah,
1: and I am—I mean, I'm a Richard Marx fan. I think you are too. Like yeah. we've discussed.
0: Yeah, Richard those first Marks two before. albums are
1: like awesome. Oh, dude, he's got so many good songs. I, you know, he's a guilty pleasure that I don't feel the least fucking bit guilty yeah. about. I love Richard Marks. and I wasn't really excited to listen to this because I didn't expect to like it, and When I first started listening to it, I was like, yep, here we go. Like you are saying, like the modern, like him trying to do a modern record. But the weird thing was, the more I listened to it, um, A, the more the record goes along, there are better songs
0: than the first few. Because like,
1: Love Affair That Lasts Forever, meh. Like, it's just not even, it's just like whatever. You know, those first three songs are just kind of like, They could have just not been on the fucking record. Even though Limitless, the title track, the second song, it really does sound like what you would expect if you were to try to envision Richard Marks doing a modern 2020 pop song. With like kind of a just big, giant fucking chorus and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Nonetheless, I don't give two shits about it. Richard Marks making a Daughtry album, like I said. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) But Let Go, I thought... That one comes along, and it's a pretty cool sound and pop song. Not necessarily in love with it, but it was kind of like, ah, okay, I'm kind of digging this one. But then All Along. Yeah. That was the one that was a total 80s reminiscent, like it sounded like it could have been a song off one of his classic records.
0: That's what I put, too. I put um, All Along kind of sounds like the olden
1: days, Richie. It does. (laughs) And the beat even though this isn't Richard Marks, but it sounds like Footloose. When it first kicks on, you're like... Mm. It kind of is like, oh, okay. And let's face it, like Kenny Loggins and Richard Marks are like... Yeah, they're like the king. They're the same then. fucking guy. No. <laughs> Whenever yeah. he felt like growing a beard, he was Kenny Loggins. <laughs> and when he shaved, he was Richard Marks. No, but... Uh. This, yeah, that was the closest <laughs> thing to a classic Richard Marks song. Only, yeah. right? It was... It was, I thought that was a really cool song. <clears throat> Up All Night. Not to be confused with a Slaughter song, but... <laughs> that one's okay. It's a little corny. It's catchy. But there's something about the lyric, think about you naked all day long. Like, every time <laughs> I listen to the song, I'm just like, God, who the fuck writes that lyric? Well, I'll tell you who writes that lyric. Richard fucking Marks. Because he's Richard Marks, <laughs> and he still like I said going through women slinging like bitches. yeah slinging bitches let's just call it that I'm not even gonna try to be clever about it anymore I say slinging bitches you say apron strings look we don't have any fucking female listeners anyhow yeah. this is a total fucking sausage fest thanks for listening so front row seat I wanna bring that song up because I thought that was a really cool song and it sounded like an older Taylor Swift song. But, you know, like kind of like a pop country thing, but good. Kind of like Taylor Swift's, some of her earlier, earlier work pretty much was like <clears throat> pop country, but you were like, oh, fuck, but this is a well-written song. That's what I thought with that strong enough, that duet. I was just going to say. It was really good. That That is was like probably my favorite album. song on yeah. the album, yeah. And that's what I said, too. That's when it just kind of seemed like... Like everything up until voice. then still had
0: the poppiness kind right.
1: of thing. This was just like... Good song. Yeah. Yeah. Like It ain't. It sounds like it should be a modern punk, pop country hit, other than the fact that it's fucking good. But it just has that sound. I mean, and they... Yeah, they knocked it out of the park with that yeah. one, man. That chick, I don't know who she is. Um, We'll just say it's Joey Kramer from Aerosmith's Daughter. I'll just make that fact up. Jaina Kramer. Is it Jana or Jana? Janna? I think Jana? it's Jana. I think she actually is a country singer. Is
0: she? I don't know. I can't remember. I
1: think she might be in a group, a country group. I really liked the ballad Not in Love. I just liked, like the first time I heard that lyric, I am not in love with you, I was like, God, ouch. Like he wrote a song. This song is pretty like mean. <laughs> Do you know which one I'm talking about? Because it's it's just a, I don't know, man. I really thought it was interesting because I, the lyrics to me, I just pictured, like, him writing this to somebody and then listening to it and just being like, what the fuck? And just start crying because it's so just honest and fucking mean, but it's, like, in this beautiful love song. And I'm like, "Yeah, this is kind of fucking brilliant. Like, my hands aren't shaking. These aren't tears on my face. You are never on my mind. You are already erased. I was oh, like, man. "Geez, that's harsh, Ooh. Richard. God, talk about a guy that's just slinging bitches and breaking hearts. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's got, he's got one song. is just about fucking them mm. and tossing him to the side. And this one was just like, hey, look, I'm still fucking you, but I have no interest in you. Like, I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about you while I was fucking you. I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> This guy is, like, the ultimate pimp. He's, like, 60 years old. He has to be, like, the whitest guy on the planet. (laughs) You know? He's, like, barely hipper than Mr. Rogers. (laughs) And he is just the ultimate pimp. (laughs) Damn, dude. I love him. I want to hang out with him. You think he'll go to see the Kiss show tonight with us? Maybe we can hang out with him. Maybe, dude, we should get Richard Marks to interview. We should get a Richard Marks interview. (laughs) That would be fucking amazing. I gotta find out whether he's touring. I think he was, but I don't know. Yeah, Um,
0: um, isn't he?
1: This one, the last song, and then I'll just kind of get off this. Because the other couple songs, Break My Heart Tonight, it was okay. It's kind of a pop tune. It's another modern pop tune. last thing I wanted was kind of like, yeah, whatever, it's okay. But the last song, this one, I thought was really cool. It actually reminded me. There was something about the opening chords and stuff that reminded me of like a classic Kenny Loggins song. See, you said he's Kenny Loggins. He's Dude, in this, this one, it really, it really did. It had a really beautiful chorus. I like it. For some reason, it reminded me of an old Kenny Loggins <clears throat> acoustic song. So... I don't know. I think I've talked enough about how... It really ass. was a good listen. Like, I mean, it kind of grew yeah. on me as a went. I mean, it's catchy. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. You know? Now I probably will skip over certain ones. I mean, there's, there there are ones that I really yeah. like, and I would buy that album. Like, if I came across it at the record store, I'd be like, Nah, eh, you know what, fuck it. I liked it enough. I'll buy it. I could imagine cranking some of that shit up on the turntable down here and being like, hell Yeah. You know? Like, if I was like a single dude, I'd be like walking along the beach with my fucking earbuds in, attached to my Sony Walkman. Like a cassette one with some Richard Marks playing in it. Like, yeah, what's up? Where's those gills at? I'd be like looking (laughs) for like 60 year old hot chicks. It's a good thing I'm not single because I would be terrible at it. But. I'm, I'm single and I am terrible at it. So mm, I bet I would give you a run for your money. Uh, I'm banking on it. I bet I'd be a real fucking idiot. I, yeah, you could like serenade some ladies. I don't think I could. Yeah, you could. That's the thing. I don't know what I would do. I've, I've talked about that before. Like, I couldn't imagine in this day and age, like, because the last time I was single, people just went to bars and met chicks at bars. And, like, people don't do that anymore. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. No, because I can't
0: really approach anybody. So that's why
1: I need the internet. But all these but young, young guys like, that I work with, that's, like, that's their life, dude. Like, that's how they date is yeah. on the internet. And I'm just like, what? Like, that's fucking weird. Like, yeah. I don't want to Tinder. I don't know how to t- I don't know what all the swipe it, left shit
0: means. It is weird because <laughs> I actually want to be more outgoing to, like, meet people. But I don't go anywhere to meet people because I meet people. I go to the fucking Twisted Spoke. You're not going to meet like your soulmate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Depends where your bar is set. Yeah. But
0: But then at the same time, like I need the internet, but I'm not that good of a a conversationalist either. So I'm like not good at um, either,
1: really. Well, then I don't know. So I'm just waiting for some lady to fucking (laughs) fall out of the sky or something. Uh, Aren't we all? Uh, I don't know. I lucked out, I guess, and took care of. Yeah, I got lucky early on. Thank God, because I couldn't imagine try. I fucking hated dating back when dating was semi-normal.
0: Maybe that's all it is: is the right place at the right time. And I think it is. I'm always in the wrong place.
1: I I just think I would be like at the grocery store hitting on chicks if I was yeah. single. You know, I'd be like just I would just go to Kroger and just walk around with like vegetables in my cart. Just Be like, hey, yeah, I'm really health conscious. How you doing? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, have healthy foods that you think that chicks would like. Yeah. And just walk around and start talking to random girls. And they would all just look at me and go, Ew, are you hitting on me, you fucking pervert? Hang out in the smoothie section or something? Yeah, I don't know try what to I would do. Try to be smooth? I, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> Hanging out in the smoothie section to try to be smooth. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Did See. you? Yeah, I was going to say. See, Did you like... realize what you were doing? Was that on purpose or was that just because it was funny. Um,
0: spe- speaking of that, like last night, um to get off track a little bit, but it's, it's still on topic. Um there was like I was hanging out with some people from work because it was a guy's last day, right? And uh there was like two like female coworkers there, and I I don't think I brought up the topic, but one girl was saying something about bad like dates and how she's been on a lot of bad dates. So this other girl she, she uh, pulls out her phone with Tinder, and she's got all these matches on there with all these guys. And uh, she, like, pulls up one, and she's like, look, this guy, like, says shit. And she shows up. She shows us this, this bad, like, pickup line that was this guy's introductory line. So they must have matched. He made the first move. And he says, hey, do you, do you have an international passport? Because I'm trying to get into Japanties.
1: Oh my and God. we
0: were we just fucking lost it. It was like hilarious. But I'm like, do you guys think that that actually would work?
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe. Like are, do on a do chick you, that you think has that works, no or are way. you
0: trying to be funny? Because yeah, like if you're trying to be funny, it is funny.
1: But if you legit think that that's gonna work, yeah, like hey, ha ha ha, that's so funny. I want to suck your dick. Like, is that what he thought the next response was gonna be? I don't Let know me because if I right did now. that, I would have put one of those little emoji things, like the little like haha, ha, I'm joking. Yeah, like, like wink with the uh, with your tongue sticking. Yeah, like on I'm or an something. idiot. Hi, I'm Andy. I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm saying you're stupid. I'm just yeah, like, saying, like insert stupid like, line mm, here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. But it was great, though. I'm trying to get into Japan I mean, yeah, it's funny in its own. I can't imagine it would work. One guy even sent
0: that to his wife. He just sent that just to see if it would work. He's like, hey, do you got a passport? And she's like, why, are
1: you trying to get rid of me? (laughs) He's like, oh, well, no. Oh, well, no, but now that we're on that subject, uh, are you interested in leaving the country permanently? I don't know. Shit ain't for me, man. I don't want to yeah. do it. I don't want to fucking do it at all. It's awful, man. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Just give me my suburban, cozy life here. Yeah. Some people, you know, some guys are always say the thing like, Yeah, when you're married, man, you got to fuck the same girl every day. And that's it. That's it. That's the only vagina you got for the rest of your life, man. That's probably because so, they fucking settled. It's like, yeah. So it probably... Jump from one topic to another, because I had to. Freaking smoke alarm went off and had to go in and had to stop recording, do a quick edit. Yeah. Get rid of a little chunk of audio. So I don't. I think we were talking about banging the same vagina for the rest of your life and.
0: Yeah, um, some dudes are like, man, you got to fuck the same chick for like forty years. But I think I think they just kind of like fucking settled or something, because those are the. Same people that are probably like, I hate my mother-in-law, and I hate my life, and I'm just going to be... I don't know. No, <laughs> It's like, you it. probably just hate everything. Like, people that just know? go to
1: work, and they're like, yeah, my wife's so fat. blah <laughs> <laughs> like, Well, maybe you shouldn't have fucking married a fat bitch, first yeah. of all. That'd be my first bit of advice to you. Mm-hmm. You know, my second bit of advice would be buy her a treadmill. Yeah. Tell her to do some sit-ups and quit eating so much fucking candy. Or you're going to leave her. I'm just mean like that. Yeah. That just would be, I don't know. Whatever. You're going to start slinging bitches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, most of these guys that talk like that, they, they have it in their mind. Like, man, if I was single, I'd be fucking a different broad every night. No, you wouldn't, <laughs> you fat piece <people> of <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, really. You'd be jerking off. They'd be the Japanese guys. Yeah. you just, you'd be just sitting there, <laughs> you'd be fucking your same five hairy knuckles every night, you know, and you'd wish that you'd have your, fat-ass wife back to bang but instead you're just gonna sit there eating Cheetos your dick would probably become permanently orange like (laughs) Donald Trump's face because you'd have your Cheeto stained hand it'd be the only thing you'd be banging next thing you know you can't even go out and try to have sex with a woman because you'd have to show your Cheeto dick so that got weird (laughs) Anyhow, Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. another news. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. How the fuck did we get on that topic?
0: I don't know. I One don't thing
1: know. goes, <laughs> which is, Jesus Christ, we got to stop drinking while we're doing this.
0: No, man, it's fun. Otherwise, we don't have I a hope, fucking show. I hope
1: people think it's funny. I hope that we have two kinds of listeners. Those that think it's funny and those that are offended and never listen again. Because... I mean, I don't think we're offensive, but, you know, (laughs) but if you do offend some people along the way, then it kind of feels like you're doing something right. You know, you're kind of like, you're sifting through all the bullshit fans you don't really want anyhow, (laughs) right? Like the people that it's like, I don't listen to your show because blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then I would say in response, thank you. I don't want assholes like you listening to our show anyhow.
0: I'd be like, hey, well, you still listened to at least get to that point. So thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't thank him. I'd still be like, you know what? Great. Fuck, no. (laughs) Um, All right. Dial it back a bit, Brent. I'm getting too, uh, I'm getting wound up, man. Mm -hmm. We're going to see Kiss and T-minus. We've got about two hours and 45 minutes to show time. I think doors open at 6. Show starts at 7.30.
0: (laughs) I'm ready. True story, Andy. True fucking story. I'm ready for some crazy night food. And I can edit that out.
1: Keep it in there. You edit it out, and I'm quitting. All right. I'm never doing another fucking podcast with you again. All right. I Huey need you. Lewis in the news. Weather. Right now, the weather sucks. It's cold here. It's terrible. Fuck Illinois. I know I've cussed a lot this episode, but. I don't have much to say about this mm. album. This to me was the one album where I had so little to say because I was so indifferent. I really like Huey Lives in the news. Sports, I think, was one of the first albums mm. I owned on C D. Yeah. I love the classic stuff, man. But this dude his best days are behind him.
0: Here was my hot take on this album, is do you, do you remember this growing up? I think it might have been Channel 5. Maybe it was Channel 2. I don't know. It was either 2 or 5. It would always show, like, a house for sale. And then it would have the weather across the bottom. And it was, like, almost like it had, like, some kind of almost elevator type music. And, yeah, it would show, like, realtors, like, houses for sale. This Huey Lewis album sounds like the soundtrack for that channel.
1: I'll give you that. <laughs> it's uninteresting. Yeah, the but they're great. They play their ass off. Yeah, these songs do anything. I mean, it's. It like, was kind of like what you said, the Who,
0: where there's just old dudes yeah. like getting together in their retirement home, like, man, do we still got
1: it? Yeah, we got it. Yeah, all right, yeah, let's go do something. It's like, <clears throat> while we're young, okay. The first track, <laughs> yeah. while we're young. I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm thinking, yeah, Huey, while we're young, motherfucker, like get to a fucking hook while I'm still young, <laughs> you know, because I'm about to by the time. You actually get me somewhere where I'm actually singing along, I feel like I'm gonna be on my fucking deathbed. I don't know, man. I wanted to like this. When I saw there was a new a new Huey Lewis, I wanted to fucking like it. Yeah. Because his songs, you know, his classic stuff, it was catchy, it was charming. He's got like he like, was Hip like, to be
0: square. Fuck man, exactly. I'm hip to <clears throat> be square. that's
1: the epitome of what that band's about. They're a bunch of fucking dorks. And what made them so fucking cool was the fact that they weren't cool. Yeah. And their songs were super catchy, but their songs weren't fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. But they were cool because they weren't cool, yeah. you know? I mean, they just, they were, man. Hip yeah. to be square is like the epitome of their whole fucking career, man. They were such, they wrote such good songs. When they were, when they were cheesy. If this is There it, was charm. Uh, yeah, there, there they just have was like so much charm, man. Vocals on there. Her love is killing me,
0: which I think like that one cuz he mentioned something about a sleep number bed. Yeah. Or
1: I mean, that, that was like the one song, one of two songs where there was like a little bit of that charm.
0: Yeah, he kind of has some kind of Where um, you're
1: like, "Okay, this is kind of the Huey Lewis that I wanted to hear, but it's but man, he's not winning me over. He's not It's not I'm not sitting here thinking oh shit it's 1985 again and I'm listening to fucking Huey Lewis like it just sounds <clears throat> like they've all it sounds like the band's gotten older and more mature yeah. and they kind of started listening to all these different kinds of music funk and jazz and blah 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 and all those elements are in there but the, the core the song yeah. <clears throat> is missing and it just bummed me out man um, hurry back baby perfect example Really cool sounding song, but goddamn, it's a really blah song. Like <laughs> it really does just nothing. And then that "Remind Me Why I Love You" again. Clever little title. Comes in with like the kind of Prince guitar lick at the beginning, and it has like the whole funk vibe, and it's got the horns and shit, and it's really cool. And the l- the lyrics are kind of generic. But they're kind of, like, generic in that kind of charming way that you expect from yeah. Huey Lewis. Like, it kind of has that charm that I was talking about, but, like, <clears throat> it doesn't quite live up. Like, it just doesn't quite get there. It's good. Yeah. To me, it's probably the best track on the record, but it still doesn't quite deliver. Yeah, those were the two highlights for me. It was, like, her, her
0: love is killing me and <clears throat> remind me why I love you again. But then, but then the one thing, though, too, is it's, like, the Green Day album. They're both only, tr- like... 25 minutes long. So they're really short. So it's almost hard to hate it too because it's just a really quick listen. You can just blow right through That was the best
1: part was the fact that it didn't take up too much of my time. Yeah, Like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's done. Other than the fact that that One of the Boys song, God damn, man. Man. Talk about just a tired-ass stab at writing a country song. Yeah. Like, Jesus, dude. Are you even trying? Yeah, because is that the one where he's like, I always wanted to be one of the boys playing with
0: the band up on stage or something like that. I don't know. It's like dude, I
1: liked your version just now better than whatever he did. Yeah. I. It's like maybe that's the thing now that
0: works is tired country songs, and this is probably gonna sell a lot. Well, if you just appeal to the mass, I don't think it's gonna sell
1: a lot, but. I want to say this, too, like, so he recently had some health issues, right?
0: Yeah, because I think that that's the thing, too, I looked up, is I remember something where he wasn't going to tour anymore because of the hearing loss, kind of like Brian um, right, uh, Johnson.
1: And didn't he end up having, like, Parkinson's or something? Oh, I don't know about that. I thought that I had heard.
0: I saw that Ozzy, yeah, they said
1: he Ozzie had Parkinson's. Did, yeah.
0: That's the other news I saw, like, recently the other day, is actually he was diagnosed with it in uh, 2003,
1: It wasn't Parkinson's. It was... Because I knew there was the hearing loss thing. Yeah. But for some reason, I was thinking that something was brought up by him and Parkinson's, too. Um, Looks like it says Meniere's. Is that how you say that? Meniere's I think Ryan Adams has that because it's
0: something like uh, with hearing. Yeah, it's like like an equilibrium or something like that. I think you kind of... Yeah, if your hearing is impacted, you almost kind of
1: lose your balance or something. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know why Parkinson's was the maybe just because the Aussie thing, but I was thinking he had something else that was a little more serious than just the hearing thing. But yeah. so I was trying to you know cut him some slack because I thought, eh. Well. <laughs> Oh like
0: what you're going to say maybe he can't hear anything to know that these songs aren't even good.
1: <laughs> I don't know where I was going with it. I didn't want to be a complete dick, but you know. Well, I just was. So. It's kind of my it's kind of my thing. So I'm glad that I let you uh let you take <laughs> the wheel on that, the but there. yeah. So yeah, man. I don't know. All in all I, will I think probably, it was still a good week though for albums or a good two weeks cuz man, it was There's a big, lot of stuff diverse here. diverse selection of stuff to listen to and you know, and there was other stuff that came out. I think we missed really that Seppaltura. Yeah. See, there's only so much you can listen to, man. I mean, Six was a lot. And Sepultura. I like I like classic Sepultura, man. Roots, yeah. everything, you know, before Roots. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, since the new singer's been in the band, I haven't given two shits to listen to it. Yeah. I have. I did listen to the new song. I'll take that back, because when they put out the one song I can't remember what it was called but I did listen to that um there was the Nathaniel Rateliff oh yeah that's right album yeah, I, I listen- solo album you said that was more of a seizure than <sighs> Stone Temple Pilots it was it actually made the fucking STP record sound like a Slayer record that's how Shit. fucking boring it was I'm <sighs> I'm probably exaggerating being an asshole God knows that's the part of this I'm good at, but it was not. It, uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, and I do like his past stuff. I like the stuff, the night sweat stuff that I've heard. I only own like one album, and you know it was good. But I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of his anyhow. I I like him Mm -hmm. enough. Son of a
0: bitch. That's all. Yeah, that
1: song was cool. I did Mm -hmm. like that song when I first heard it. But I feel like he's just one of those where like. You know those hipster chicks that are like, I just like him because he sounds, he just has like an old soul. Like, you ever just hear chicks <clears> talk <throat> like that? Like, yeah. And, you know, like, it just sounds old. It just sounds like old. Yeah, bitch, we get it. Sounds old, you know? Like the same girls that are like, I like vinyl records because I just like the scratches and the pops. You fucking idiot. They're not supposed to have yeah. those. Like, that's because some motherfucker, like, you didn't take care of them because you don't fucking take care of anything. I know Assholes. what you're talking about
0: because there's some girl I know. Ugh. I thought she was fucking cute.
1: But, Until she opened her mouth. But
0: then I <laughs> well, no, yeah, kind of. I thought she was cute, and I'm like, oh, man. But then I saw an Instagram post she made where she just, like, has vinyl albums on her wall and she's like oh I finally put them up on display it's like did you just fucking buy like spend like $30 a pop for these albums just to put them on the fucking wall yeah like are you gonna listen to them or what you could've just like
1: ordered a picture you could've just had like the picture printed Walgreens I'll print out your
0: photo for like 90 cents
1: (laughs) no shit (laughs) just print that out and frame it you dumb bitch don't you know like I've got a couple that are framed because a buddy of mine gave me that picture disc version of that Boston record, yeah. and I, I already actually have two other copies of that on vinyl. Because my dad had two copies of it on vinyl for whatever reason I don't know. Yeah. He liked it so much he bought it twice, I guess. And I have his copies of those. And so this guy I work with, I was, I had a Boston T-shirt that I wore all the time at work and stuff. And one day he's like, huh. I brought you this, man. You know, you always wear the shirt, so I figured you'd dig it. I'm like, yeah, it's really cool. Like, it was a really oddball uh, picture disc from the 70s, you know? And uh, so I thought it was really cool, and I was like, well, I'm not going to play it, right? Because I've already got two other copies, so this looks cool all hanging on the wall. And then that Motley Crue Too Fast for Love is actually like a limited release version they put out. I'm trying to think of how many copies they made of that. But it has the uh, 45 with... Stick to Your Guns, and uh, Toast of to the Town. That was like the first single they put out. Hmm. And so I never opened it. I, I was like, ah, it's limited. I got another copy on vinyl, actually. So I was like, I'm not going to ever open this. And I think it actually goes for a decent amount of money on eBay. Nothing crazy, but I think maybe 100 bucks or more. But I bought it, and so I just decided to throw it in a frame since I hmm. never opened it. But yeah, I don't know why the hell I'm sitting there like. But yeah, that girl like. But
0: I'm just gonna put these on display so people can see what kind of music
1: I like. Well, yeah, it's like the whole new resurgence in vinyl is really cool for guys like us that were already like buying it and collecting it anyhow. Because now it's more accessible and like you go to Barnes and Nobles and there's this huge fucking yeah selection of shit and you know it's great but then like you get really annoyed with the other people. Like, I see people that go in and, like, you know, and I don't know. I don't know what you're listening to your stuff on. So, before I say this, I'm going to apologize. Yeah, in case I've got, you I've basically you
0: know. got a basic bitch player because I haven't really yeah. spent the money to invest in a right. better sound system because I guess I'm going to concerts and shit right. and I'm buying stuff. But you probably so, will eventually. Yeah, yeah, like, I want to. But I
1: guess my pet peeve is just like, The people that go buy like the Walmart fucking turntable for fifty bucks, but then they're playing like a thirty or forty dollar
0: half speed
1: master on the motherfucker, and it's like,
0: ugh. Yeah, true. Because if I didn't drop like a hundred dollars on record store day, I could buy a better player. But but then I'm gonna bitch at somebody like you
1: because you are a real fan. You are a, I mean, you're. I know. I've got to go to more fucking concerts than anyone I know. Well. I might know one per two people that go to more concerts than you, but whatever.
0: you yeah, like Jim Glass. I mean, maybe. he's, yeah, yeah,
1: he's obviously one, and then a guy, I know Eric, that fucking seriously goes to a concert every day of his life. But But other than that, I'm just saying, like, you are true... I'm not going yeah, like, to... Yeah,
0: I know, me. because I'm kind of in that... But scene. you're I'm aware of, got it, like, but you're like guy of it. You're like that guy that
1: you're going to probably build up a collection, and you're going to eventually invest in the...
0: Yeah, I'm just setup, laying the brickwork, I yeah. guess,
1: for yeah. the... I mean, dude, I did, I did the same thing. Like, I had like a $100 audio technica turntable. Yeah. And I was playing it through, you know. Before I got the setup I have now and everything, I mean, I had a cheaper setup and it was just okay. Yeah. And the reason uh, yeah, I... Yeah, that clicks and pops. I like cringe. I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? I didn't like that. Good enough. I'm like, eh. Well, that's the weird <laughs> thing. Yeah. I mean, people are just... People think that... Oh, God, this one guy, I know he ain't going to listen to this, so fuck him. Yeah. But I used to work with him years back, and I still talk to him. He's an idiot. He knows he's a fucking idiot, so I don't even feel bad <laughs> saying that. But he was, like, arguing with me on Facebook because I posted some, like, one of my posts where I just shot, like, a picture of whatever I was listening to. And he chimes in, CD sound better. It's like, okay, you dumb motherfucker. Like, they're, like this has scientifically been proven that vinyl sounds yeah, way better. It's, like, way higher... quality sound than CDs. I'm not even arguing with this dumbass over it, you know what I mean? But I I don't even know where I was going with that story. I think I just felt like bringing him into it.
0: Maybe it's because of the clicks and pops. Things like, see, Vinyl's got clicks and pops.
1: Yeah. CD, it sounds crisper. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. Exactly, because he said that like, oh, CDs sound so much cleaner and more crisp. It's like, look, if you take care... Yeah. of a record dude I bought uh, Barnes and Noble had like a b- bunch of shit on clearance 50% off and I bought like three Peter Gabriel albums Um, I bought the Half Speed Masters because they're like 40 bucks dude they're like 37.99 yeah. and so I was like shit man I ended up getting them for cheap you know 18 yeah, you got two
0: for the price of one or something yeah I mean it was
1: like just a crazy deal I was like oh I'm gonna finally buy these because I kept looking at them there and I just god 40 bucks is a lot you know and so I bought them and man I put the first one I put on there I put I bought the second album Us and Up and I'd actually never even heard Up before until then I, I actually I'm not a big fan of that album I <laughs> may, it might grow on me but Us I put that on and I was like oh my fucking god it sounds so good like it sounds hmm. fucking amazing I couldn't believe how, how good it sounds I mean, it really is. If you're a big enough fan of the record to where you want the ultimate, you know, audio fidelity, quality, those are worth it, man, for... I mean, I wouldn't go buy nothing but those. But, you know, there are some records that...
0: Records?
1: Like his album, So, already is an amazing sounding album. And they had that Half Speed Master, but it wasn't on the 50% rack. And... The minute it is, I'm buying that motherfucker. And I might end up just, I mean, I own it on vinyl, but Mm. it sounds so good that once I heard, like, the Half Speed Master of Us, I was like, dude, I might have to, just to hear the song in your eyes at that high of a quality, probably worth the fucking 40 bucks, really.
0: Blow your mind right
1: there. It probably will blow your mind. My mind will be All over this fucking floor mm-hmm. It sounded like some weird like Oh my god Brett's gonna commit suicide <laughs> Put him on suicide watch College fucking Therapist uh, Anyhow on that note That got weird
0: <laughs> We'll just end it there I'm fine we people go to, we, gotta go f- we gotta go see, see the, fucking kids We gotta go see the, the hottest band in the land We gotta
1: go see the hottest band in the of the world land. I guess You motherfuckers Be safe Listen to some Richard Marks, all you single guys. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two about slinging bitches. <laughs> Until next time. Whatever you whatever gets you dancing in the street.